Welcome to This Is Your Book Club Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. It's a new year. Happy New Year. Is this like the first? I think it is of the year. You know what this means. Today is January 1st. Happy New Year. I am so, we just I'm probably still asleep. Merry Christmas. And now we're wishing wishing you a a happy happy new year. year. I love these back to backs. That was kind of a cool like Monday duo. Yeah. One week later. Here we are. Can we're you working it? on a holiday two weeks You're in a row. You're welcome. <laughs> this is what we do uh, for you. Right. right. <laughs> no, in reality, no, I'm asleep. I'm, oh, and that means I have to go back to school tomorrow. Let's not go I there know. yet. But happy new year. We jump right in. Yeah. I hope you've had a wonderful holiday break. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Today, we are going to do our top five of 2023. It's here again. But before we do that, yes, Jamie, do you have a fun fact about our new book? I sure do. West with Giraffes. By Linda Rutledge. And Linda Rutledge has a great bio on her website, which is lindarutledge.com. You're going to love it. It says this is the the official version of her bio. Nice. Um, And she is, again, I want to be your friend and travel with her because it sounds adventurous. Okay. Um, Before she became a novelist, Linda was a professional writer for over 25 years, working as a copywriter, restaurant and film reviewer, book collaborator, nonfiction author, travel writer, and freelance journalist. She petted baby rhinos, snorkeled with endangered sea turtles, hang glided off a small Swiss mountain, and dodged hurricanes to write articles for national and international publications such as the Chicago Tribune, Chicago Sun-Times, Poets and Writers, Houston Post, San Diego Union Tribune, and many more. Wow. Right? Her travel photographs often appearing with her work. She's also crafted book-length nonfiction for famous organizations such as Habitat for Humanity and the San Diego Zoo. Oh, the San Diego Zoo Global. Um, Through those years, though, her creative writing was the place she played and dreamed, Hmm. where she, as classic short story writer Flannery Flannery O'Connor put it, could write to discover what I know. She holds an MFA in creative writing, a BA and MA in American literature, and has won awards and residencies from a whole list of places. Currently, she lives with her husband and resident dog outside Austin, Texas. Her best-selling novel, West with Giraffes, named the Texas Center for the Books, a Library of Congress affiliate, 2023 Great Read, was inspired by a forgotten true story she discovered about a hurricane-surviving pair of giraffes who were trucked cross-country in little more than a tricked-out truck during the Great Depression, turning heads, capturing hearts, and making 500-plus headlines along the way. I love that. The travel writer in her was enraptured. The creative writer was inspired Mm -hmm. and her whiteboard started filling up. And if you go to um, the West with Giraffes webpage, you can see a picture of her whiteboard 
that has been filled up. Wow. The discovery and experience is described in the novel's author notes on her book. She is also has another novel out or oh it will be out in 2024 in january later this month and it's called mockingbird summer all right that's timely yeah so there you go we'll finish up her last book and then be ready for the new if we like it we'll put the new one on i think we're i think we're gonna like it how can you not love traveling stellar yeah intro and she yes she's a historic writer here. She's got many years below her, under her belt. So That's awesome. anyway, yeah. Yay. Looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. Well, let's take a little break. We're back. Okay. Now top five of 2023. I love this episode. Me too. And because it's so fun to look back through everything I've read mm-hmm. and then being like, I don't even remember that book. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that and does happen. That book I think about often. Like, yeah. It's oh, yeah. A little so bit of everything. Good. You know what else I think is super interesting? Sometimes I'll be scrolling through because, you mm-hmm. know, Goodreads makes that really fun collage of like all your book I covers. I love so much. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, that one was so good. And I'll click on it and I gave it three stars. And I'm right. like, wait, I love that book. How did How I, did I only get it? Yeah, yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens from like. The I moment I finish to later has to be what we read around it and what's Maybe. going on that time. Maybe. But sometimes it's that slow burn of a novel. Like at the time you're like, yeah, that was just okay. But you yeah. think about it often since then. And it's to really me, that point. rating should then go up later on. Like we have yes. an initial thought rating and then the slow burn rating. And sometimes there's the opposite where I'll like give something a five stars and I was like, what was that about? Wait, and like, I that? never thought about it again. Yeah. I'm like, I guess I liked that. It was okay. I liked it at the time, but it yeah. didn't stick with me. Yeah. We should probably really rate books two years later Do you or think? maybe a year later. And if we can still remember what it's about, that's a five star book. There you go. That's a know. different category of rating. That is a different. I need all the categories. I need of all rating. the categories we've talked about. When this. you read this many books, you need different rating categories. It's so true. Okay. It's so true. All right, Sarah, start us out. What right. is on your list of the top five for this last year? I love it. Um, I tried to pick like not all the same genre. Mm-hmm. So like I liked a lot of books this year. Um, but I've narrowed it down to five. And there, I tried to pick some from different genres. Different areas. Yes. Okay. So the first one I'm going to talk about is One Last Day of Summer by Sherry Lowe. Um, this is the book about a flight from like New York or somewhere on the East Coast there to Key West or somewhere in the Bahamas. I don't even remember the exact place because that is not the point of the book. That doesn't matter. Okay. The the whole book, 90% of the book happens in the air. On this flight. As they fly. Okay. And there's, you know, different groups of people on the flight that are all connected somehow Mm -hmm. that you don't know that initially, but you find out later on. Ah. And it's the conversations that they're having on the planes, you know, with strangers, with the group that they're with, how they're like their whole lives change from like takeoff Take off to, landing. to landing. Ooh. It's so good. I loved it so much. It seems like such a simple right. like plot line. Right. And it takes place over a couple hours. Right. I mean, it's a long flight. I remember it being like it's like a six hour flight okay. or something. 
but it's it's so good. I I can't even t- you just have to read it. Okay. This is a book that I'm like, oh, you just need a really good book that you're not going to put down. This is your book. Here you go. One Last Day of Summer by Sherry Lowe. I love it. So good. Good start. Okay, my first book is Poverty by America. Now, this does not sound as fun as your book right now. <laughs> different but genre. This is a different genre. Um, it's written by Matthew Desmond. It got the Good Choice Award. Um, it was a Good Choice Award winner for this last year. I gave this book four stars. It asks the question of why are we, why is the United States the richest country on earth and we have more poverty than any other advanced democracy? So it's asking that question and going through the different um, reasons why and how we are in this cyclical cycle of so much wealth, yet those who are in poverty are staying in poverty and they're not they don't have the opportunity to rise up and um, we've got people going hungry. We've got people in dire situations and yet we have so much money. Right. What's going on? I, it, it has stayed with me. It brought out a lot of really good points. I just think our country needs a bit of an overhaul with where we're at. We can do so much more, I think. Yeah. So poverty by America by Matthew Desmond. Four stars for me. All right. Um, The next one that I chose is Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Q. Sutanto, which I don't know if I pronounced that properly. Um, I love this one so much. It's it's like a murder mystery, kind of like Vera finds a body in her tea shop and she's going to figure out who murdered this person and she's decided that she's a detective and can like get into the mind of a murderer Uh figure it out and she's also very much like messing in everyone's lives around her just like a little grandma you would imagine yeah and she's asian and just all the stereotypical things that little they're always Interfering, yes, right with the people around all up in your business, and it is so fun. I for sure, like, I didn't, I did not see the ending, like, the mystery solved. I did not solve the mystery early. I was like taken for a ride Mm -hmm. on that part, you know, for that part of it. But I loved Vera Wong, like, the characters in this story are so well written. They were, they came alive on the page, and so I was laughing out loud. I, my heart broke for her. And I was so trying to figure out, like, what happened to this dead person and more people are dying, right? Like, what is right. happening here? And so all the things, like, it was just the most fun ride. And I want Vera Wong in my life. Like, I just loved her so much. You I thought it was so good. more of her books. Yeah. They need to write, like, a whole series for you. Yes. Because you've talked about this one a lot. Yes. Over since you read it. And so I need to get on this bandwagon. It I was still haven't so read that fun. One. And, it, and it does. It gets really good ratings. But I gave it five stars. I loved it. Awesome. Okay. My next one is actually was recommended by you. You read it first and then I read it. Shoe Dog, mm. a memoir by the creator of Nike. I did Phil not Knight. read it. Yes, you did. You told me about it. I didn't read it. I I saw the movie. <laughs> I thought 
<laughs> no, I swear you told me about this one. No? Mm-mm. Okay, well, let me take that back. I'll just cut that. <laughs> I was out. like, mm-mm. You have not read this one? Mm-mm. You need to. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> okay, well, someone recommended this book to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am so glad they did because I loved this book and I am not, I love shoes. Sure. Give me all the fun shoes. Please. I not tennis shoes. Like sure. I'm not a big lover. I know Nike is super, super popular, especially right now. Uh, everyone wants a pair of mm-hmm. Nike, whatever they mm-hmm. are. I don't know. Any of them. Whatever I think. it is. Yeah, they're all amazing. Um, I do not own a pair of Nikes at this point in my life, but I have in the past. So it's not my love of Nike shoes that put me here, but I, I don't even remember who recommended it. It just came highly recommended. And I feel like it's a book that every American should read because it is the story of starting a business, really. It's less about the shoes and more about the work it takes and the, like, he lost money for over 10 years before he made any money. Wow. And he, when he first started out, had this little tiny office that the window wind blew through the window and in the winter they couldn't work there because it was just too cold. He started out buying a bunch of shoes from China and selling them at track meets out of the back of his car. Like, oh, yes. you want to start a business? You're looking at all these people who own their own business and make good money and you want a piece of it and you think you can do it? This is what it takes to do it. Right. And it is a long hard road he fought and fought and fought to get to where he is now and he had a lot of struggles along the way and a lot of mistakes were made and losses and yeah and he stuck with it and his wife stuck with him on it like right i just look at the dynamic like how it affected their whole family yeah until it finally Took took off but he almost folded so many times wow i just it was it's a really good it is on story of list. how hard it is and the dedication to start a company that can grow, that grew, and the genius behind it. Wow. To be as big as Nike. Anyway, I gave it four stars. I wow. really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Okay. Um the next one that I'm going to talk about is Finding Me by viola davis that was on my list of top ones as well it's so good like so good this is a book that like just really got to me i just i thought about it so deeply like all of her stories you know you just never know anyone's life experiences like it's easy to assume a lot of things about people Mm -hmm. but really you just don't know Mm -hmm. and And how, like, such a story of, like, rising from nothing and making something of yourself when you have no reason to think that you could. Literally nothing. Right? Like, unbelievable poverty. Yeah. And she just kept doing what she was good at, and it worked. I just, I even feel like the thing that, um, when I think about this book that, comes back into my mind regularly is like the idea of imposter syndrome like Mm -hmm. how you just don't ever think you deserve what you're doing or what or that you can have what you want 
And I, I just, the way she would talk about her success, it was like she never believed it to be success because who right. is she? She's, yeah. Like she came She's from such meager means. Humble and, little old her. Yeah. With some hard, hard family experiences. Uh-huh. And it was like she never really even understood the the grand worth of all the work she was doing. It was amazing. Right. Even now, I think, I still think she is so humble. Anyway, I just loved her story. I loved how vulnerable she was. And she shared so many personal, intimate things that would be very difficult to put out into the world. Mm -hmm. And she did it in such a beautiful way. I love it so much. I mean, it's a hard read because it's some very difficult topics. Yeah. But it is like life affecting, like it will shift your view about the world. Right. That kind of a book. Like hard work to get to. I mean, she had to rise up out of nowhere and the effort that took is admirable. Oh, it's amazing. Like I wish her all good things. I'm I'm, now every time I see her, I'm like just rooting for, I want everything to go well. Everything for you. Yep. Anyway, it's so good. It's called Finding Me. Awesome. Davis. All right, my next one, I actually read this one fairly recently um, and talked about it on here, but The In-Between by yeah. Hadley Vlahos, Vlahos, who is an RN. She is, this is the um, Unforgettable Encounters During Life's Final Moments. So she's an RN who worked in hospice care. And so she's telling her life story and her experiences while helping people and their families pass um, as they know they're dying and passing over and the interesting aspects of it, like her family's like, when are you going to be a real nurse and work in, like in a hospital as if the, the profession is helping people get better mm-hmm. when in reality, the profession is you're in a medical assistant, whether you're dying or living, you know? Yeah, and so right. for her, because hers always end up dead doesn't seem like she's a real nurse to people around her, but um, her job is very impactful to the people she's helping and their families and to her. And it's just, it's beautifully written and it totally made me look differently about these hospice workers, like angels, absolute angels in such a vulnerable time in people's lives. Absolutely, I gave this one five stars, the in-between. I loved it. So it's so good on hold. I can't wait. I can't wait for you. I hope you love it as much as me. I'm sure I will. I'm very much looking forward to it. Okay. Um, The next one I'm going to talk about is The Summer Seekers by Sarah Morgan. Um, This is falls under the category of older person, younger person. I love it. I know. This is one of my favorite. On my list. I had to have one. I read a bunch this year. Um, But this one is by far my favorite. Um, This is the story of Kathleen, who is 80 years old and she lives on her own. And her daughter is worried about her and wants her to move into a like a care facility, like at least so she can be with other Mm -hmm. people and be watched after so nothing happens to her. But she just does, she's not ready to call it a day and she wants one more grand adventure and so she can she makes a deal with her daughter that she's going to go on this grand adventure and when she gets back then they can talk about you know her going to a home so um but her daughter can't go with her so they hire a driver Mm -hmm. yeah 
to take her. And this takes them from Ireland, is where she lives, to California. And she drives like Route 66 or 56 or whatever the route Mm -hmm. is that goes all across the United States. And they do it in a convertible and they drive all along the way. And each person, like obviously Kathleen, the 80-year-old, has a history that is so awesome. Mm -hmm. And then her daughter is going through her own life experiences and trying to kind of like a wreck uh what's the word just like trying to realize what does she really want from her life is what she's doing what she really wants and she's going through that and then this driver that they've hired is Mm -hmm. also kind of at like a little lost in her life and she's trying to figure out where she wants to go and take her life. And so all of these things are happening. There's so much going on and it was so beautifully woven together. I love it so much. I loved all of these characters and their experience. What an adventure. Yeah. So much to see. I highly recommend it. It's The Summer Seekers by Sarah Morgan. Awesome. Two of your titles have summer in them. I love summer. Me too. Okay. My next one is, now this is a little unorthodox for um, a book of the year for me, but... It's the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian. I read this at the very beginning of the year, and I think I talked about it on here. I think you did. Um, It came out in 2007, which I was in the throes of babies in 2007. So I have zero. And this would be like um, juvenile fiction. Okay. Um, It's on a lot of lists for like teenage kids. Uh, But I found it so eye-opening and interesting. I listened to it, but I also purchased the book because it has illustrations. So Sherman Alexie is the author, and this is like his life story. He's telling his experience um, as he calls himself a part-time Indian because he lived on a reservation, but he went to school off the reservation. Um, and there weren't many people at the time that did that. And to do that, he sometimes had to walk like miles and miles and miles to school because his family didn't always have money for gas to drive him there. And this was like a special permit situation. He wasn't bust either, mm-hmm. but he had better, um, better resources? experiences and resources for successfulness by going to this school and he only got accepted because he is extremely he was extremely intelligent yeah um and so they he was accepted to this school outside of the reservation but the whole time he battles himself as an individual and having this opportunity but then also being a member of his tribe and being on the reservation and the un the dealing with kind of an imposter syndrome, like yeah. other people think I'm too good for the reservation. I'm not too good for the reservation. This is where I belong. And this is my family. And I love these people. But he's seeing what's happening on the reservation and knows this isn't the place to stay, to be successful, to thrive. To thrive. Um, but what can I do to help them? And I've got to get out first before I can come back to help them. That's a hard realization. Yeah, it was. And the struggles of of that position, just reading it in his own account. He's a great writer, um, was really eye-opening and the pictures were super fun. They're like cartoonish type pictures. And he himself is, um, a cartoonist. And so, uh, I just really enjoyed 
the whole aspect of listening to it, of looking at the pictures in the book. It's funny. It's eye-opening. It's sad. It's heartwarming. It's all of the above. And this is a book you could read with your teenage kids. I've recommended it to many, many ages. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good one. The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, the last book I'm going to talk about is The River We Remember by William Kent Kruger. It okay. wasn't long ago that I talked about this on the podcast. Right. And since you've talked about it, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting. The list is so long for this I one. I am sorry that you have to keep waiting. <laughs> Um, I it'll be worth it. Love this book. I know that I've recently talked about it, so I'll just quickly remind you. Um, it's just the story of a small town in Minnesota in 1958 that um that experiences a murder of one of its own, um, one of its own who's not well liked, and it's the it's just watching this town go through the process of finding out what happened to him. Mm-hmm. How did he die? Who killed him? Why? What is the story here? And all it's the whole town is affected by this one thing that's this, happened. Yeah. And I, it's like one of those stories. I don't even know how to describe it, but it just feels like an epic tale. And like all of the people are so affected by this thing and the way that it pulls them in different directions. You know, they learn one truth and it takes them one way and then they find out something else and they, you know, they're just pulled all over the place and you never really know where you're going to end up. And the end, the the actual truth is, is a huge surprise, but mostly, and that's really good, but mostly just the story of these people in this town as they try to rectify what they think they know about each other and what right. is actually and what's true. what's really the truth. Because yes. we all create a narrative yes. about ourselves and about others. Right. And really what... And in a small town ha- like that, yeah. right, we think we know everything. Right. Because we all are watching each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're maybe, all up in each other's business. Maybe we don't really know what's going we on. don't. Most likely we don't. Or we do, but people aren't saying it out yeah. loud. Hmm. Which it's no... You can't keep these secrets anymore. They can right. never stay hidden forever. It's so good. Oh, I can't wait. I really, really like it. It's something it. like 13 more weeks on my library I waiting you list. like it. I loved it. The River We Remember. Okay. All right. My last one for the year is Lady Tan's Circle of Women by Lisa oh, C. Yeah. I just loved that there – I loved this book. I love Lisa C. I've read all her books, I think. Um, I really enjoy her writing. I enjoy – the um, research she does. She's so good at researching and putting, you know, these historical fiction books together. Um, This is the story of um, Lady Tan in 15th century China. They talk a lot about the binding of feet and how taking care of your children is properly teaching them to bind their feet. But what I really loved about it is um, her grandmother taught her how to heal and the different herbs and the different poultices that you make to to cure different ailments. Now there's a town doctor and then there's these medicine women. And it's interest it's so interesting to learn like the town doctor doesn't look at women. He stands behind a screen and just talks to them. And um 
her grandma has taught her all these different things, like for a, a stomach ache. And it's like, you look at Western medicine, and then Eastern medicine, and this Eastern medicine from the 15th century specifically, is it seems so out there. But they just, they didn't have the scientific process to prove at the time that it was effective. But she was curing people from different things. Um, And I think a lot of it is still, I think we overlook a lot of those healing from nature Mm -hmm. um, in Western medicine. And I think if we could tie the two together and make it like, let's do some research behind it. Let's look at different options to heal and look at our bodies and look at, you know, what is really going on. And that this is all women. It's just this circle of women who work together to help each other in the story. I just love that. I loved it. I gave it five stars. I will read every book that comes from Lisa C. She does such a good job. She does such a fantastic job. I feel like, which book was it that talked about the binding of the feet? She has another book one of her first cuz i was it that the image, tea girl of hummingbird lane yes that image will like never leave me uh-huh. Uh-huh. of like what they do to their feet right and in that one too it was like they um one of the ants gives birth to twins and their belief of twins like just the mm-hmm. historical aspect of the beliefs of spirits and in your community like what is taboo what brings yeah. bad karma to the family or fortune Mm -hmm. yeah so Mm -hmm. interesting it really is i i am fascinated and she's just such a great researcher i've learned so much from her yeah it's amazing anyway that is my what a good bunch of books it's been a good year sarah i know i'm like sitting here going like oh that was so good to read that was so good to read that was so good to read and we had to weed them down we could have we could have done our top 10 easily yeah we didn't want to keep you here forever yeah Anyway, let us know if you read any of yeah. these. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, and share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. Happy New Year. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your, your book club. club.